this must be one of those posts that I would write with the utmost of delights, seeing as once again it casts me in the light of someone who can also be descriptive even as regards the more joyful things of life. When I was writing about Igbo funerals, and I had them coming in series, I had fears that I may not find, especially by attending, Igbo joyful occasions, to write about that will rival my missives on burials, and that brought me so much sadness. This is why this sequel, and the prospect of more to come filled me with so much joy and happiness, from the moment I conceived the idea to QWERTY it. In the preceding post on this subject, I outlined steps and requirements for the Igbo traditional wedding, that is prevalent in some communities in Anambra state, hopefully, with time the wedding cultures of various other communities in Igbo land will come to light via my blog. This time, though without much yawning difference, I intend to give bite to the teeth on some of the items raised in the initial offering, in no particular order, but rather as it comes to me. The arrangement is usually such that the groom and his people are welcomed by members of the family he intends to take a bride from, after which the former now proceed to knock on the door, to events that are heralded with sharing of cola from one table, and or canopy to the other, and on very rare occasions with a sharing of drinks. Afterwards, select members. From both groups, with the exclusion of the groom and his party, will then proceed to a secluded area, like the living room of the host, to discuss the bride price. I had discussed a method in the first installment, but for this one, the broomsticks are presented to the groom's people, out of which they are to select three broomsticks, and then go on to break it. This is Omagalu Alu, which means that in the course of the marriage, starting from that day, three huge goats, Awani kind, will be required at certain times from them, by their in-laws. In breaking those broomsticks they've thus become bound by that undertaking. Just so that it will not seem like a sale is being conducted, in the name of bride price, no mention of money or the name of the currency is pronounced when the groom's people are asked to place on a platter in currencies, any amount that they feel is deserving of the flower that caught their attention in the first place, which they have intentions to redeem for themselves, and nurture in the ambience that marriage engenders. The bride's people if unsatisfied with the offer, may ask that it should be upped by a few more notes, after expressing gratitudes to the groom's people for finding their daughter deserving of such. Once this back and forth have been settled, and a reasonable and accepted amount, by both parties, is arrived at, a part of that, usually about a fifth of the total amount, is returned to the groom's people, while reiterating once again that their daughter isn't for sale. The groom's family also presents to the gathering cola, hot drinks, beer and an amount less than that which was earlier returned to them, to the bride's family, whose head of delegation will share equally to those present on all sides, as token for the witnesses, such that in future, if references need to be made to how the marriage was procured, even this witness token can be mentioned or cited to further buttress the point, as well as lend legitimacy to the fact. The bride price is thereafter presented to the father or guardian, or anyone standing in for the biological father, in the event where the father is absent due to death for instance. After drinking to the success of the Amigo Nwani proceedings, the group will leave that space, for a bigger one, usually outside under canopies, with tables for the brides and grooms' families, from which further exchanges will continue. Igba NKW Nwanyi follows almost immediately with the groom's people presenting the requirements for that part of the ceremony, including 20 tubers of yam. To be shared equally by the males and females of the bride's family, a cock and a big goat. For the males, and hen for the females, who also have their canopy, and lots of alcoholic beverages, spirits and soft drinks. Not forgetting the traditional kalanat and its appurtenances. The highlight of this part of the proceedings is when a female member of the groom's delegation brings in the palm wine, mo for most Anambra people, and ku for the others, depending on the type and method of extraction of the frothy and fermented liquid from the palm tree. She drops it with the other drinks, and is given a token with which to symbolically wash her clothes, 
before proceeding to join her group in their canopy. This is known as E2NKWU. Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned earlier that Etunku is a highlight, seeing as something greater follows after that, even though it is difficult not to see the former as a highlight in its own right. The arrival of the palm wine therefore heralds the climax of the entire ceremony, as the father of the bride will have a cup of the palm wine poured for him, to which he's to make prayers to the Almighty and also to his forebears, before pouring away the drink on the ground. This cup is again filled with palm wine, but this time is given to the bride, to locate, identify and present to her groom, after which they embrace each other, and the groom makes a prayer also to his God, and ancestors of the land, before pouring the palm wine away on the ground, thereby sealing the marriage. That will be recognized by the people, and marking the beginning of a lifelong, and beyond, relationship between the peoples of both parties, in spite of a divorce or even death. This is a rite of wedding conducted within the premises of a court's registry, or the auditorium of a church, mosque or other institution, besides the traditional and cultural cannot bestow on newlyweds, where I come from. If time permits, the Umana, male members of the bride's family, can perform the Igbu Yuuna rite same day, or move it to the next day. This involves the making of a meal. With a part of the goat meat and hen presented to them by their in-laws, while the remaining part of the goat meat is shared raw to representatives of families that comprise the kindred. The father of the bride gets the head. The neck and one of the legs, and entrails that may include the heart, while the in-laws also get a portion, to do as they will. The head of the kindred may also be gifted some of the entrails that accrued to the father of the bride, in and for another rite known as Edu Ndu, to pray for long life for the latter, so he can witness more commemorations of this sort. The female members of the family do with their portion of yams and hen, yam porridge, apart from other food, drinks, and the likes that are apportioned to them by hosts. They in turn, levy themselves to gift the bride household items, which in the past included kitchen utensils, a relic of the time when a woman's place was in the kitchen. Kavich. <laughs>